Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. A Dear Media original podcast. Welcome to Wine Face, where we're breaking down everything the experts know about wine in a fun, digestible, and accessible way. Because wine is for enjoying and wine is for everyone. I'm your host, Helen Johannesson from Helen's Wines in beautiful Los Angeles, California. But listen, we might be in Cali, but it is cozy, blanky season. Full on. There might not be snowflakes here, but listen, turtlenecks are a plenty in my house, at least. I embrace like those cooler moments in the morning. December. It's my birth month. It's my birthday. Not when I gave birth. I gave birth in June, but it is my birthday month. And to celebrate it, I am talking today about a grape that about four weeks ago, I was like, you know what? I'm taking a stand and that stand is for Syrah. Listen, trend on, Syrah, trend on. After this podcast, it's just going to be Syrah spilled out into the streets. I feel like Everybody has a complicated relationship with Syrah. And what's crazy is that like Syrah used to be more widely planted than Cabernet Sauvignon, especially in California, especially in the 1960s. And I'm not saying Cab's better than Syrah, Syrah's better than Cab. I'm not getting into that popularity match, but I am saying maybe we lost our way with Syrah and we need to find it again because listen, it's a damn near perfect grape. It is so sumptuous and pretty and lightly perfumed. And it's like when you wear that perfect outfit out to dinner, you're not uncomfortable at all after you eat. Like that is Syrah. Okay, maybe that's too abstract. Let's just get into it a little bit. Syrah's not everyone's friend. Why is that? I brought a team of experts on today to figure that out. Okay, actually, that team of experts is me, but we're going to dig in, dig into the sand. So deep, we're going to find the mothership of Syrah. It's a golden egg. Crack it open, and all of the world's problems will be solved. Let's start with the most famous Syrahs in the world. Okay, JK, we're just going to start with the most famous wine-growing regions for Syrah. Let's take it with France. France plants the most Syrah, grows the most Syrah, produces the most Syrah. K Syrah Syrah. Love Syrah from France. I'm obsessed. We're going to get into where in France it's from, 
what's the special, who's hot, who's not. But also you'll find Syrah in California, Northern California, Central Coast, Washington, Oregon. Then there's a little ditty called Shiraz. All right, we're going to get into Shiraz, but spoiler alert, Shiraz is the same as Syrah. They just got a different name. And when you say Shiraz, okay, you don't say it like Shiraz, it's Shiraz. But it is grown in Australia mostly and South Africa. Can't do the accents. Gotta be weird. Okay, wait, let's back up. First, we got to ID all caps. What? is Syrah. Syrah is a red wine grape, meaning it is a grape that has red skin and it is used to make red wine. So Syrah can never be a white wine. Syrah could be a rosé if you wanted to do a very quick fermentation on it or a direct press so that the wine gets only an immediate blush impact. That is what rosé is. It's a quick little kiss of the skins, I like to say. So the history of Syrah, it's kind of unclear how OG this grape actually is. Like some grapes, you can have a direct like delineation of, hey, it was first planted here by these folks. But it is sort of a grape that has hypotheses been drawn about it that it goes back to Roman times. And the reason that people think it went back to Roman times is in Roman times, there was an area called Vienne, but now it's called Cote Roti, which is literally one of the best places in the world to plant Syrah. It's like, how did the ancient folks know? How did they know? Like just sidebar on how did they know? They also planted Pinot Noir in like literally the best vineyard in France to plant Pinot Noir way, way, way back in the day. So we're going to have to do an episode called How Did They Know and somehow travel back in time. But let's get back to Syrah. So Vienne, ancient Roman times, is now an area known as Cote Roti, and it was essentially the same grape. So everyone's hypothesis is Syrah has been around for a long time. Syrah's parents are, because most grapes that turn into wine have parents. They're descendants of two grapes getting together, making a baby grape. And some of the most famous grapes around have super famous grape parents. You know what I mean? But Syrah, it has kind of obscure parents. Like its parental grapes are Dereza, which is a red skin grape. And I'm saying it like that and laughing because, you know, I've never had a Dereza. Oh, this Dereza is earthy and full. No, I've never had it, but there's so many hundreds of grape varietals that are so obscure and no one's had, but they had beautiful grape babies. So Dereza crossed with Mondus Blanc. You might've had a Mondus Red, but Mondus Blanc, also obscure. They got together. They, you know, kind of blended their juju. So Syrah is a blend of a red parent and a white parent. So it's such a cool grape. It's not a hybrid, guys. We're going to do an episode on hybrid grapes. It's just Syrah was birth of these two vines. So then there's Shiraz, right, which I mentioned earlier. Shiraz is just another name for Syrah. It actually was a city uh, in what is now current day Iran, but Listen, we don't need to get into the nitty-gritty of that because it doesn't really have anything to do with the grape Shiraz. And actually, the city Shiraz, they kind of planted a grape there in current day Iran, called it Shiraz, but it has actually nothing to do with Syrah. So it's a little convoluted and complicated. 
But Shiraz is referred to as the Syrah that is made in Australia and South Africa. And literally the climate of these regions, it's much hotter, it's much drier than a place like France, kind of similar to California, but that is what has driven their flavor differences. So it's not a mutation of Syrah, it's not a cousin of Syrah, it is Syrah, DNA-wise, just has a different flavor profile. Those wines tend to be more full-bodied, lush, some might say, quote-unquote, jamalama ding dong okay jammy whereas a french syrah is gonna have more white pepper notes a little bit of crushed violet now let's back up do violets have a flavor i don't know it's a note that i always use to like describe syrah but i guess what syrah really has is this perfect almost ripe red fruit balance it's almost ripe so it's not tart but it leaves your mouth salivating, wanting more. You're like, oh, wait, maybe the next one's going to be so ripe. And it just leaves you with a perfect buoyancy when you're drinking a Syrah. And that's more the French Syrah, which are my personal favorites. Okay, just to clear up the 411 on what is Syrah, let's just quickly cross Petite Syrah off the list of this conversation because it's a totally different grape. And it got the name Petite Syrah because the berries look like Syrah, but they are way, way smaller. But it's actually a descendant of Syrah and basically a dis extinct grape called Pelorsin. So when we're talking about Syrah, we do not need to talk about Petite Syrah. It could be its own thing. But honestly, like, is it even that good? The jury's still out. I'm not really that into it. Let's dig into where Syrah is grown and why it's so special. And obviously, as your resident wine expert, I'm going to start with my personal favorite, which is in France. It's a place called the Northern Rhone. Yes. So basically, if you look at a map of France and you go to Paris and you draw a line east, you're going to go several hundred miles and you're going to land in the Northern Rhone. Okay, that's not the exact geographical like pin drop. I could give you some coordinates, but who wants that? The Northern Rhone is famous for Syrah. It's synonymous with Syrah. And it's made up of all these little villages that are literally just adorable and have amazing cheeses and traditions. The top regions are Hermitage. Hermitage is like bomb.com to the next level. Those vineyards produce the most expensive wines made from Syrah. So if you see a bottle and it says Hermitage, it can only have Syrah in it, 95%. It can have a tiny bit of Viognier sometimes, but depends on the vineyard site. Then the next most famous area in the Northern Rhone is Cote Roti. So again, this is where France gets confusing is because you'll see the label of the bottle it's labeled with a village, a place in France, where the AOC, the wine laws of France, dictate if you want to use that name on your label, Cote Roti or Hermitage, you may only put Syrah that is planted in that area in the bottle. These rules are strict, y'all. I think one of my personal favorite areas, and these are all clustered, they're together. You could drive around to all the areas within 30 minutes. But Near Hermitage Cote Roti is also Cornas and St. Joseph. And I would say for the Northern Rhone, these are definitely the most famous and personally my favorites. And they all have slightly different soil types, slightly different geographies. So there's different characteristics 
What I mean by that is if you took a great producer who makes Syrah in each one of these regions, you poured it in a glass and you lined it up, you'd have Hermitage, Cornas, Cote Roti, St. Joseph. The common denominator is they're all made from the Syrah grape, but the varying denominator, or I guess, I don't know if you'd say varying denominator, but whatevs, you know what I'm saying. The variable is that the soil is slightly different in each of those regions, which is why they are regionally defined as separate. And there's not just like one massive area called the Northern Rhone and we do Syrah, ha ha ha. It's also how price gets determined, value of land. But in general, in the Northern Rhone, what Syrah really, really loves is steep, rocky hillsides. And listen, I'm talking steep. So the best Syrah and the best bottles that I've ever had when I go to those vineyard sites, and I have been to a few, I've been very lucky, they're craggly, y'all. They are steep. You kind of feel like you got to hold on to one of the trees that are like somehow standing in these craggly, steep hillsides. Syrah loves gravel-rich soil, limestone, loves a little bit of granite. It just loves to really get down on that sandy, schisty, granity, gravelly, limestoney. And you usually won't have a combination of all of those. Different areas have different types of terroir, y'all, because that's what it's all about. And just as a quick sidebar, for a reminder, terroir refers to the geological substructure of vineyard sites. So wherever wine is planted, there is a geological substructure that was laid down millions of years ago, like when continents were formed and Pangea burst apart and then there was the ice age and all that shit, all of that stuff, volcanoes erupting, ash dropping, that is terroir. And it really is what makes wine magical. So when you ask me why I'm such a fervent advocate for small production and farm-based wine that's really about the maker that's naturally made, and I know this is a hella tangent for Syrah, but listen, this is all about terroir, it's because the grape is merely the vehicle to express the terroir. The terroir is actually what's most interesting to a little sommelier like me. Super, super special, y'all. Okay, circling back to the wine-growing regions of Syrah. Right near the Northern Rhone, I just want to shout out an up-and-coming region called Ardèche. It is very kind of quote-unquote trendy in the natural quote-unquote wine movement. I know I'm using quotes because I think it's like there's a lot of young winemakers in the Ardèche, they are declassifying their wine, meaning they are not adhering to the wine laws of France, AKA the AOC, and are labeling their wine a Vonda France or Vonda Ardèche. And those wines are absolutely fantastic. You have the close proximity to one of the most expensive, famous Syrah wine growing regions in the world, but you're not paying those prices. Crank, crank. Okay, so Syrah came over from France to California in 1878. And Syrah is great from California. Personally, not my favorite, but I did have one recently that blew my socks off. I'm going to mention it in my recap because I'm going to hit you with my top Syrah producers. So just hang on for one more second. Okay, if you go to Australia and you wanna have Shiraz, you're gonna to go to McLaren Vale, Adelaide Hills, Barossa Valley. These are hotter regions, they have more clay. If you're going to South Africa, you're gonna to go to Parle, Swarthland, or Stellenbosch, but 
I want to be really honest and full disclosure here. I don't taste that many Australian Syrahs or South African Syrahs that blow my socks off. They're over-extracted for me. They're too full-bodied. They feel clunky. And I think they are part of the reason that people are turned away from Syrah in general. What I love about Syrah is that it can have this light, delicate fruit, as I mentioned in the beginning, this buoyancy, but it's coupled with an interesting amount of spice. It kind of combines all the exciting elements of some of my favorite red wine grapes. Like there's a little sprinkle of Pinot Noir. There's a little bit of a Cab Franc energy. There's a little bit of a Zinfandel backbone. Let's talk about how to drink Syrah. Okay, Syrah, Syrah. Okay, so if you want to get a dope-ass Syrah, you need to drink it out of the right glass. I'm not saying you have to be fancy, but if you're going to spend money on a Syrah, you're going to go ball out and get a Syrah from the Northern Rhone. You're going to get a Cote Roti, an Hermitage, a Coronas, a St. Joseph. You should really put it in what is called a burgundy glass. And a burgundy glass refers, it's a, it's a style of wine glass. In the sommelier community and restaurant world, there's Bordeaux glasses and burgundy glasses. And pretty much every red wine is categorized to properly in proper wine service should be poured in either one of those glasses. White wine has a whole different set of rules, which, you know, maybe we do an episode on proper glassware. I break the rules all the time. I break them at my house. I do whatever the hell I want. But if we want to go straight and narrow down the Route 66 of Syrah, you would drink a Syrah in a burgundy glass. It's more of a bowl shape as opposed to being more oval and tall. And it's so that the Syrah can really have more room to move around and release more of its gorgeous aromatics because that is really what Syrah is about. It's intoxicating. I also am an advocate for putting not expensive wine in nice glassware because it can still be incredibly well-made, incredibly beautiful and aromatic. So it deserves a little trip in that burgundy glass as well. But listen, you want to put it in a mason jar? No judgment for me. You want to put it in a glass that doesn't swirl? YOLO, it's your life. Do whatever the heck you want. I do it all the time. Sometimes I drink out of a mug. Yep, that's right. Sometimes drink wine out of a mug. You heard it here first. It's not very common, but it has happened before, especially like when you're at the beach. I once drank rosé out of a sawed off bottom of a plastic water bottle. That was not a high moment, but they, we forgot the glasses and we had all these small water bottles, but I like cut it off and we drank rosé. It was very sharp and kind of dangerous, but we made it through. That's the glassware. Some of my favorite producers for Syrah. Okay, so if you go to the Northern Rhone, you're generally going to go in the higher end wine price category. If you come to Helen's, go to helenswines.com. Listen, we got you. We have St. Joseph's that are a little bit more affordable. We have wines from Cote Roti that are a little more affordable. One of my favorite producers is Thierry Alamond. He is making wine in Cornas, and they are literally some next-level shit. I only get a handful of bottles. They're from single vineyards, so it's one specific site, and they sell out immediately upon arrival. So that is the high, high. Thierry Alamond, y'all! I think on the more affordable and cutie cute end, there is a whole category I'm just going to touch on quickly. And that category is when Syrah is blended with Grenache. If you're in the Northern Rhone, 
That means whatever has a north has a south. Am I right? There's the southern Rhone. So northern Rhone is Syrah. And if you travel down to the south, you would hit a very famous winemaking region called Chateauneuf de Pop. Chateauneuf de Pop is known for Grenache. It's all Grenache all the time. They do not plant Syrah in general. If you have a Chateauneuf de Pop, it's mostly Grenache. But look, based on their wine laws, you can actually blend up to like 13 or 19 different grape varietals. Shit's crazy. But back to Syrah. In between the north and the south, guess what? It's this whole beautiful area called the Cote de Rhone. And I think a lot of people have heard of a Cote de Rhone as like, their their standby, their go-to, or it's maybe your your aunt's been like, I like a Cote d'Aronne. Well, what people like about a Cote d'Aronne is it's Syrah, a little bit of interesting scintillating spice, blended with a grape called Grenache. They blend really well together. So you can find small little villages that are more in the northern part of the Cote d'Aronne, close to those fancier appellations, and that would be your best value. There is a gentleman named Eric Textier, and he makes some of the best Syrah at such an affordable price. I love the Bresame. It's one of my favorites. As you can see, I'm so Francophile when it comes to Syrah, but I did mention that California Syrah I tasted recently. It's made by Presquil, and it's made in Santa Barbara County. It's absolutely fantastic and their current release is a 2017 vintage so it has a nice amount of softening and aging on it oh it's just absolutely delightful okay i couldn't wrap up my conversation on syrah without talking about what do you eat with syrah so the classic syrah pairing is lamb you went to sommelier school they would be like what on your test be like what foods pair well with Syrah. And if you put lamb, they'd be like, 100 points. You're genius. You are a psalm. But, you know, yeah, it does go well together. It really picks up on those gamey notes. Syrah would pair well with any sort of gamier meat, but it would also pair well with any sort of poultry. I think it pairs really well with things like bouillabaisse or barbacoa tacos. I think there are areas and avenues of Syrah food and wine pairings that we haven't even explored yet. I think it actually would go well with certain seafood dishes like salmon. Um, so yeah, this feels like it was a press release for Syrah, but actually this is called a deep dive. We're in a geek out mode. And I hope that you have opened your mind up to what can Syrah be. Not enough people are talking about Syrah, so this is not only the blow up, but it's also the glow up. You just find the right extraction level for you. And if you're in LA, there is a Syrah pairing gone wild that I'm just gonna shout out quickly. There's a Korean duck spot. It's in the show notes. And if you brought a bottle of Syrah there, dude, it's Duck Dynasty. This place is insane. Anyway, that was my K-Syrah, Syrah 101, Syrah deep dive, Syrah season, y'all. You know how they say it's Virgo season? Well, it's Syrah season right now. If you want to hear more or learn more about the Syrahs I'm into or wines I'm into in general, you can follow me on Instagram at Helen's Wines. Head to my website, helenswines.com, where all you got to do is Put the search bar down and type in Syrah and we'll have a bevy of options for you. Cheers, y'all. Happy December. Happy December.